Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus said to the disciples, There was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought against him that this man was squandering his property. So he summoned him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Give me an accounting of your management, because you cannot be my manager any longer. Then the manager said to himself, what will I do now that my master is taking the position away from me? I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. I've decided what to do, so that when I am dismissed as manager, people may welcome me into their homes. So, summoning his master's debtors one by one, he asked the first, How much do you owe my master? He answered, A hundred jugs of olive oil. And he said to him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it fifty. Then he asked another, and how much do you owe? And he replied, A hundred containers of wheat. And he said to him, Take your bill and make it eighty. And his master commended the dishonest manager, because he had acted shrewdly. For the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth, so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into the eternal home. Whoever is faithful in very little is faithful also in much. And whoever is dishonest in very little is dishonest also in much. If then you have not been faithful with the dishonest wealth, who will entrust you to the true riches? And if you have not been faithful with what belongs to another, who will give you what is not your own, who is what you own? No slave can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Is anyone here a manager or a middle manager? Okay, I wish I'd known that yesterday. I would have called you on the phone and done an interview. Instead, I turned to Google because I have zero management experience, unless you call household management. So the Googles directed me to an article in The Atlantic titled, The Secret Suffering of the Middle Manager. It names the woes of middle management because it occupies what researchers call the contradictory class location. Middle managers have higher wages and more autonomy than the workers that they manage, but they earn less than their superiors and don't get to make the big decisions. Middle managers often must enforce strategic policies from the top, ones that they didn't develop, on subordinates who might object to those policies. So basically, middle managers have the stressful task of absorbing the discontent of both sides. Now, today's parable from the Gospel of Luke is often called the parable of the dishonest manager. But I think we should rename it the parable of the middle manager. Because he was, oh, sorry, we should name it the middle manager because this guy was, was absorbing the discontent from both sides. The rich guy who owned the land and the farmers who were required to give a portion of their crops to the owners. 
Now, I didn't know much about how the system worked back then until I listened to, a, I watched a video by Brian McLaren, who's a New Testament professor and scholar. And so um, I'm going to tell you what I learned this week about how the system worked. And so in first century Palestine, uh, during the Roman era, the Romans occupied the whole territory. And they exploited the natural resources and the people who lived on that land. And they required everybody there to pay taxes. Something we can relate to, right? So um, they, they required even the poor farmers to pay taxes. And so the people who lived in the southern region, in Judea, they were the richer people. And the people who lived in the north, the Galilean area, were the poor people, the farmers. And so the people in the south offered, who were um, people of the same culture and language as the people in the north, they offered the people, the farmers, they said, hey, we'll let you live on your, we'll pay your taxes for you, you can still live on your land, and you can still farm your land, but we're going to help you um, pay your taxes. And so they said, we'll own your land, we'll keep the deed to your land, and we'll pay your taxes. And so they had this system worked out so that the richer people owned the land, the poorer people farmed the land, and then they paid their taxes to the Roman Empire. And this worked out okay, but eventually the poorer people got tired of giving a portion of their income to the richer people. And uh, but what happened is that the, these guys down here didn't like going up north because these people up here didn't like, didn't like interacting with them. So they hired mill managers, stewards to go up north and collect their goods. See how that works? Brian McLaren explains it a lot better. I encourage you to go watch the video. <laughs> anyway, the rich owners sent middle-level managers to collect the product. And the manager was caught in the middle. And once he wasn't getting a big enough return on the rich guy's investment, he was expendable. The middle manager was caught within a flawed system where the rich man's profits were the main concern. He was expendable to the rich guy in an economic pyramid of power and privilege. And then in a bold and fascinating move of self-preservation, the middle manager in today's story worked within the system to cut deals with the rich man's debtors. He sets up honor for himself so that he'll have some friends later when he's dismissed. And then in the process, he provides honor for his boss, too, because the farmers are finally cut some slack. And surprisingly, the middle guy is commended for acting so shrewdly, wisely. His shrewdness or street smarts or creativity when caught between a rock and a hard place in a system that was unjust for everyone ended up helping not only himself, but also the poor farmers who are being crippled by an unjust system. Jesus teaches us through the middle manager that instead of using dishonest means to exploit others, we are to act shrewdly, wisely, to build relationships. And this is how the kingdom of God works. It overturns hierarchies. It shatters old rules of power and position. It creates new relationships that last forever. So remember in the beginning when I asked if anybody here was a middle manager? Well, in some ways, we all are. 
We are tasked with the responsibility to act shrewdly in God's kingdom. We are to calculate the cost, the risk, the options, like the middle manager did, working within a flawed system so that all will find honor. Everyone will have hope, and we all will live a more just life. And it's not always about money. Sure, this parable is, and it's important that we talk about money, our relationship to it, how we use it, how we share it, how we worship it. But this parable and Jesus' interpretation of it showed the disciples who knew that Roman system of oppression well how to turn it on its head and make everything different in the economy of God's world. Whoever has been faithful in a little has been faithful in much, Jesus says. We are to care for what has been entrusted to us. We must care for the most vulnerable among us now. And the erroneous belief that wealth and worldly success will cure what ails us needs to come to an end. This parable gives us a wake-up call to examine our roles in the oppressive system. Now, I've been learning over time that I certainly have not been faithful in much, especially when it comes to my own racism. Now, that's a big jump, I know, but hear me out, okay? We have let the empire lull us into complacency and inaction for far too long. The church has been silent for far too long. But now, the church, our church, the ELCA, Holy Trinity, we are taking some bold steps, shrewd steps, to recognize and rise up against a flawed system of racism that fuels poverty, that fuels a lack of education and poor physical and mental health care, housing insecurity, food deserts, and so much more. And next weekend, we will continue, begin, we'll begin a new initiative and continue our work in anti-racism, and we will help discern and enact a plan for our future that we can begin again the hard work of living fully into God's kingdom. And I invite everyone here today to join us next weekend so that we can have a full house so that all of us together can be part of that work and not just a small group of people who are working for anti-racism, but our whole church together in that work. The list of what we middle managers have not been faithful to far too long. But that does not mean there isn't a movement for change. Millions, maybe even some of you here today, left work and school early on Friday to march against climate change, led by a little tiny middle manager, Greta Thunberg, and other people around the world. We must be lulled out of our complacency and act now for the healing of the earth because it is the people on the margins who suffer the most from increasing floods in some areas and droughts and failed crops in others. So let us imagine Jesus talking to us today about the system 
or empires that oppress us and those around us? How can we middle managers act shrewdly today to give honor to the earth? To challenge a system that works against our black and brown siblings? To welcome a stranger standing at our border? People who have risked everything out of their own desperation for a better life. This parable of the middle manager reminds us that the greedy pursuit of wealth creates far more problems than it solves. And it separates us from the love that will not let us go. We are all in desperate need of hope and healing and of being remembered and reconnected to the God who cradles the earth with tenderness and loves us with a love that is stronger than death. Here in this place, at this font, and at this table, we have the chance week after week to recommit our lives to middle 